we about? We're about building women, building people. Maybe you're this girl, the girl that just got out of college. She's full of drive. She's just stuck on figuring out how to get started with her life. She doesn't want to waste her time. She's not interested in being in a nine to five job unless it's fulfilling and in alignment with where she desires to go in her life right now with her experiences and her career goals that she's striving towards. She feels like she wants to make money and feel fulfilled doing it. She wants to feel comfortable in her own skin that she doesn't have to change herself to become that person. She wants to know what community is and even find love if it's going to help her move forward and towards her goals. She has a free spirit, is desiring to be spiritually centered so that her life can reflect what she desires. When I think of this woman, I think of the Bible character Ruth. She's just starting out in her life and she needs a little bit of direction. And that's who I'm here to help. I want to build, empower, and create women that are leaders and influencers. If you're interested in that, keep listening. This is Taj McCameron from Afrocentric in the Mix. Love, faith, peace, and blessings. Bye-bye. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Afrocentric in the Mix by Gold TCM. This is a podcast that I'm putting my heart into. This is my opportunity to share with the world my views and my talents and my skills and my favorite areas of music, fashion, beauty, nutrition, health, wellness, education, empowerment, but most importantly, giving it to the most high in my faith as I share myself with you as we get into some of the topics that are most important to my heart. You will be seeing over the next episodes a series of beautiful content that I'm going to be putting together for you guys. And I cannot wait to see what it is that comes out of this experience. So let's delve into the beginnings of what I call an experience, a deep dive, and 
something brand new as we walk this out. Centric in the mix. This is your host, Taj McCameron. We are doing authenticity part two, but we're going to be focused on focusing on personal branding. What is personal branding? Personal branding is creating a personal brand around yourself. This is the thing that when you um, create a brand, this is a series of products or so on and so forth that are built around the lifestyle that you already live authenticity within this is actually creating products you would wear use eat associate yourself with uh, as part of your personal brand meaning whatever you do from the beginning of your day to the end of your day marking down all of those things that you do the products that you put on the the things that you put your hands to and understanding that you can create a personal brand in relation to that and perfect person that has done that is Beyonce She's associated with having done L'Oreal. She's done the Heat perfume line. She had House of Darion and now has Ivy Park. She has had multiple different um, streams. She's been associated even with a, a health training regimen that she did when she did the uh, 28 days vegan um, when she was going through her diet for her pregnancy or after pregnancy weight loss and these are all personal branding but when you come from a place of authenticity I want to go back and talk about our two people Tyra Banks and Alicia Keys. Later on, I will be attaching a book review to her book. Authenticity. Authenticity when it came down to branding with these two. As young children, Tyra Banks, she recognized and had a, a knowledge for understanding production. She could see when lighting changes were off in a commercial she could see when continuity was off things should have been longer or shorter in a commercial so on and so forth now Alicia Keys when she was younger she understood the rhythm of the city and she understood and saw the way that the area of Hell's Kitchen was she understood the sounds of that time and that space she understood what it was to really 
me and live in that era. Um, she was more so observing it from the soundscape of what it was. She created her sounds, her beats. She listened. She would sit in her mother's home and she would uh, play the piano, creating melodies. She would listen to music that inspired her. And this was at the beginning of her creating the sound that created the brand that was her. Next point. Be yourself. Tyra Banks learned how to be herself by understanding, and she said this in her interview, that she knew that she wasn't always going to be Tyra Banks, the supermodel. And her mother taught her that it was only a season in her life she was going to be a supermodel and to be able to pivot her life in such a way that she would be able to turn at a dime to do something different. This is when her mother taught her um, that she could be whatever she wanted in the industry but never change who she was. This was the beginning of learning authenticity and being herself. If she did a modeling gig, she would never change herself to a point that was permanent. She would always do something that could be rearranged or changed in 15 seconds. On the opposite, Alicia Keys being herself was, as a child, she grew up, she was in the inner city. She got kind of a hard tone tone about her growing up. She had a mouth on her. She was a certain way all her ways growing up. That was her authentic spirit. Um, People knew that she couldn't be messed with. It didn't bother her. They, They knew who she was and they understood her. Her authenticity, where she talks about in the book, is as she grew older and became part of the industry, she found herself starting to mute herself a little bit because of the ways and waves of the industry that she didn't feel worthy to, to, to speak up as much as she thought that she should have. Was wearing makeup and she didn't feel comfortable without the makeup was afraid to take photos and so on and so forth she kind of lost herself a little bit and when she went and did the no makeup campaign that was something that she decided to do for herself and ended up becoming a revolution for everybody else because she made the decision I want to do this for me this is part of me. I want to create something that I want to let people know this is who I am. And she says that when she got the opportunity to do the photo shoot where she did no makeup, she didn't do it on purpose. It was the photographer that said, let's do it with no makeup. And she actually ended up being mortified and she ended up realizing that she was not as connected to her authentic self as she wanted to be because 
she didn't uh, feel as comfortable with not wearing the makeup. Knowing who you are. Tyra Banks had to learn to know who she was and not to allow the industry to tell her who she was, how to think, what way to walk, so on and so forth. Yes, in that industry, she had to walk a certain way, had to dress a certain way, but she knew that she had to remain authentic to her own principles. For instance, ethically, not stripping down to nothing in her um, photo shoots or making the decision that she was not going to do any smoking campaigns or making the decision that she wasn't going to represent fur companies but that was her own understanding and she knew that's what she represented and she would not allow people to push those things on her because industry is very slick and very sly they will slip it in at the last minute and they will hope that because of the hustle and bustle you'll just say yes but if it's part of your contract it's part of your non-negotiables you cannot compromise who you are whatever that thing is in order to be yourself on the flip side alicia keys when she was a child she saw the prostitutes on the street and she said i will never be objectified the way that they are and she has ended up in a, a situation and scenario where she ended up in a photo shoot. And she was 19. She thought she had everything together. And she had her people in the room. And the photographer thought it was a good idea just because this is the thing that they do. You have to be aware in these industries type of games that they play that they'll say they will coach you and massage you or manipulate you and say oh well you have the right to tell your people to leave or you have making you feel comfortable as having certain amount of power and making her feel like she was the adult that she was in control and what happened is when he told her let your people leave he ended up manipulating her into doing a photo shoot that she was not comfortable with because she was coaxed into taking her top off and showing skin that she would not have normally shown and things like that being a little bit too racy for the age that she was though she looked older than she was she didn't feel comfortable being that way she didn't feel comfortable being in that type of scenario and I'd seen those photos that she was talking about and it was good to hear from her she said that had she made the decision differently or thought about it differently and been more mature she'd have let her um confident advisors stay in the room and she knew that that guy would have told that photographer had he tried to say that stuff in front of him 
there's no way she's going to do this, there's no way she's going to do this, there's no way she's going to do this, there's no way she's going to do this. And it's like when that guy saw those pictures, he was mortified that she had done that. But she didn't know at the time. And what you don't know can sometimes harm you. Next, fight for it. These industries are not easy industries. The modeling industry, the music industry, these are not industries that easily can be coaxed or easily can be walked right into. Yes, you have to be diligent, but you have to want it bad enough to fight for it because the things that you come up against, have to deal with, have to mentally uh be clear on and be observant to at all times you gotta fight you gotta fight for it if you really truly want these things and because you have to fight for it it can be exhausting Tyra Banks said in our interview that you have to be willing to pivot at the drop of a dime She was able to pivot throughout her career, going from being a model and doing America's Next Top Model. Um, It was franchised through the United States and eight major countries or more. And then she had to pivot again. She did the talk show. She wished she had done the magazine when it was offered to her. Then she was preparing to do a fashion, modeling, skate, experience, theater production, and she had to pivot again because COVID-19 happened, and she needed to make a decision as to what she was going to do, she created ice cream. If you want your position, you must fight for it at the cost of understanding that you're going to have to make changes at the drop of a dime and sometimes the effort and the work that you put in not to say that it's lost it's just that it may be the wrong time for it and you have to put put it away for a different season um understanding that it gives you more time to work on it perfect it and when it's ready it'll be be perfected But during those season, you have to move quickly to that next thing at the drop of a hat. Fight for it. When she was in her youth and she first became a model, she had a thin, lanky frame. They loved to frame on her. She was tall, skinny, and she was getting every shoot, every season. I think this went on for two to three seasons. And then... She had to pivot again because they didn't want somebody that was getting thicker. And she was aging and she was starting to thicken up. And because she gave up her college uh, at her college desires, she ended up turning around and being like, Mom, what am I going to do now? She mother told her you're a thicker woman you're not going to change yourself you're not going to go anorexia you're not going to do this no 
what you're going to do is you're going to go to the people that are looking for the thing that you are. Fight for who you are. You become the thing that most best suits your characteristic of who you are, but don't change you. So they went and found the modeling companies that looked for people that were a little bit more curvy and then she studied the curvier models and that's how she continued to model for the period that she continued to model that followed um with that she may not have been able to go to college when she wanted to but she ended up taking and getting accepted into the harvest Harvard business program which she had to do I think a couple of times before she was fully accepted and when she was accepted she uh, took that full six weeks and not only did she become part of getting the education she became a co-partner part teacher at that time during that season she fought for what she wanted flip side of that, Alicia Keys, um, she grew up in a tough neighborhood. She had a no, no mess with me attitude. So when she had the opportunity to get her record deal, when she had the opportunity to hook up with the right people to be positioned, she fought for it. It was a situation that she was in a group with other people and the person came to her and said, we want you. She could have made the decision, well, I came with them and you can't have me if you can't have them. And that could have detrimentally changed her situation. But she understood, no, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to walk with confidence that... I'm going to do this the way that it needs to be done and my choice is to stick with this. My choice is to keep going. So she fought and kept in that uh, alignment with what was her destiny. When she had the opportunity to go to Columbia and go to college or continue to fight for her career, she made the decision go and fight for her career and drop off school for a while um flip side of that she got into the record company and she needed to come out because they were not treating her correctly at the Columbia Records so she had to fight yet again to get out of a recording contract with Columbia in order to sign with Clive Davis at Arister. And she had the right people around her that were willing to fight for her because she was willing, she said, I'm willing to drop every record that was previously recorded to go into this new contract at this new company because they respect the authenticity of my music and what I want to sound like. She had to fight for it. And with that, it allotted her more ability, even when they were throwing other contracts at her. When Clive left uh, Arister and was starting J Records, and he was going to start from start from a different position, but he was going to promote her if she went with him. They were throwing money at her 
at Columbia to stay, and she, well, actually, you know, at Arister to stay at with L.A. Reid, and she ended up saying, no, I'm going to stick with the people that are going to represent me. This is what it is to fight for what it is that you stand for. I wanted to do this broadcast because I wanted to do a little bit of a continuation. Because when you are creating a brand, you have to learn that you're going to go through hills, valleys, peaks, and pivots. You're going to have negotiation issues. You're going to have contractual obligations. You're going to have to break certain contracts. I was listening to uh, Sierra in one of her interviews and she was talking about how when she wanted to create the song Level Up, the company that she was with, I can't remember if she was with Columbia too, but the record execs at that company were saying that they were not for her doing the Level Up level up campaign and so on and so forth she kept putting it in and they kept changing hands so frequently at the company that she was getting tired of it and one day she decided let me just release this as a song so she released the song and then did the video um, the way that we know it to be today and it became one of the most popular songs within that trending season of music when it first came out the sound the whole thing it blew up overnight and that was because she fought for the right to be able to do what she wanted to do with that song the fact of the matter is in order to be authentic you have to be true to yourself yes authenticity means that you must compromise to a degree that does not change who you are but you must remain authentic to self you can't do anything that's going to make you feel like you've lost who you are be authentic be real know who you are be yourself fight for it this is Sajra Cameron from Afrocentric in the Mix. Stay tuned for the book review. Love, faith, peace, and blessings. Till next time, bye bye. Afrocentric in the mix and today we're going to talk about being authentic to yourself but understanding that you have to compromise ever so slightly to be able to be used in what it is that you're desiring to do. How so? Well let me explain it like this. A lot of people, they come into an industry and they aren't willing to compromise. I am this way. I have my hair this way. I I talk.
talk this way, I'm this way, this way, this way. But whenever you're going into any type of career field, you must be careful and cautious of the fact that there are certain elements and it's kind of like etiquette that you must go by when you are in these industries. If you are a person that per se is a cussing person, you're not going to go on an interview and say a cuss word every other sentence in a public televised interview. There's an etiquette that you cannot do that in the way that you are perceived in your copy or interviews. Now, you have some entertainers, they're just known for that. Um, you'll see entertainers like Rihanna or even Beyonce as of lately, they'll just be like, I cuss, I cuss, and this is how I am. Now, this is not how they started. Some of them were started off as being the sweet, kind, girl-next-door type character, and they slowly over time shifted into P being I am who I am and I don't give a darn type people. Because as we know, when Beyonce started, she had a very sweet, kind persona about her, and um, after she came out with the Beyonce album and she did the album Miss Carter, um or the Carters with her husband, you notice that a lot of her music had a lot more cursing in it. That was a decision that she chose to make over time. She was being, she was, she was becoming more authentically herself over that time period because she knew that this is the way that people like her in this format and this is the way that the other people like her. I don't listen to the music that she cusses in because I'm not really interested in that but that's what I'm saying and some people they just have that personality you see them they talking uh, having a regular conversation not talking to a, a cameraman or something like that you see them Rihanna will give the finger to somebody in a minute now the ones that shock you are the ones that you see that When you see them having private interviews or conversations, when you normally wouldn't see them cussing, you see them cussing. Perfect example, Alicia Keys. For years, you never really saw Alicia Keys be very verbally aggressive with her cursing. It was only until she came out with the book that I realized, and I think I'd seen a couple of her interviews where she was talking, did I notice that she cussed the way that she does. And that's her part of her personality, but she knew when to be that way and when not to be that way. Certain places she was getting interviewed, and a lot of places she would get interviewed on public platforms and forums um, you don't hear her cussing she's very 
politically correct, no cussing, very, you wouldn't know that she cussed if you didn't know she was a cursing person. It's those behind the scenes moments when she's just being herself that you see it. And there are other entertainers that are like that. But some places, you're not going to go on NBC Nightly News cussing. You're not going to go on a Dateline cussing. You're not going to go to a formal business event or go to meet the president and his, his spouse cussing. You're not. You're going to speak very jovial, very kindly, and you're going to keep your words peaceful. What you do with your friends, what you do with your colleagues when the cameras are off, is a completely different story. What you do in private conversation is a completely different story. But you have to understand, yeah, authentically, yeah, you may have a foul mouth. Some people might. But at the same time, being authentic to who you are doesn't mean that you got to show that publicly because you may get farther if you don't show that than if you do i remember i was watching a movie one time um bringing down the house and they were coming at um the queen latifah character it's like oh you just a yo 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 type chick and, blah, blah, blah. and she said excuse me just because I'm black doesn't mean that I do not know how to speak. She said, if I'm in a room with a bunch of bougie white people, and she said it, that's where she put it, I can talk educated. And she completely changed her voice into an educated voice that sounded like it was right out of Harvard's performing school. Because she knew how to speak that way when you're in the presence of certain people you do not speak certain ways it's just a code and etiquette about you even if you may have been been born in some of the worst projects in the inner city you gain the understanding no you're not going to speak that way no you're not going to be publicly out there no you're not going to go over red carpets and cuss like that you're not I remember listening to Alicia Keys say that in her book she said that um, she had to do red carpets she had to do all of these types of things but when she spoke about the fact that she had a foul mouth growing up it doesn't surprise me seeing her in her behind the scenes stuff that yes she talks that way but it comes from the way that she grew up she's comfortable talking that way it's like a person that isn't used to foul language being around a bunch of people that speak foul language they're going to feel uncomfortable and a person that isn't used to her speaking foul language they're like wait we're used to seeing you this way there's certain things that are about being politically correct and in order to bring attention and draw attention to the causes and things that she has to do when she's trying to bring awareness and help to no she's not going to sit there and cuss every three words but because she's trying to gain attention to what it is that she's trying to 
gain awareness to. But if she decides to do that in the, the presence of people that she's comfortable with, that's her business. But if you're coming into any type of business, any type of place, any type of where, you're going to be aware of the fact that you can't speak certain ways. You have to be cautious and aware and enlightened to the fact that that's not a good idea. Um, but that's pretty much what I wanted to say about this. This might be end up being a, a miniature segment. Um, so this is Taj McCameron from Afrocentric in the Mix. Till next time, bye.
that she it didn't feel like it was her and for her to openly say and she did the full narration of the book for it to come out of her mouth and say that she was um not happy with the way that they objectified her in that photo shoot i was like thank you jesus i wasn't thinking wrong when i thought that those pictures were not aligned with her um next she talked about her childhood and being in new york and hell's kitchen and i was never raised out here but i'm from new york and her talking about her mother and her parents and even the parallels to me and my story about having never known her father i never knew my biological father and it's like the having to raise herself i didn't have to raise myself i had a mother that was very attentive to me but very much like she said had a strong arm that you couldn't get anything over on her so it's like to me that was a great explanation and she had to grow up fast and for me it was similar but it was slightly different um because it was more of me taking care of my mother and helping my mother out that made me have to grow up faster and then um as she got older and getting into the music and uh, her first relationship and to me she was in that relationship for 14 years which for a young person to be in a relationship with somebody for 14 years that is amazing length of time um so, so she but that person led her and helped her in that season of her life get to where she needed to be because that's what she needed in that season and i remember my first relationship and how that kept me going it was not as long about half that length but actually it was almost the same length it was about 11 years that we knew each other but um her hers were 14 but it was a beautiful thing that cuz it prepared her for being in the relationship with her husband that she's in in a relationship with now because he, that man had children and she helped him with his children at that time and the same thing happened with her and her husband the things that we go through previously prepare us for where we're going so it made her more genuine and more caring for when she met her husband that wasn't the relationship that was meant for her but it helped her it prepared her and um then the things that she talked about being in the industry coming into the industry signing her contracts um she had three people that were really like her advocates the guy that she dated the guy that she um and then Clive Davis when she signed with Clive Davis and Clive Davis really just had a respect for her and that happened after she was moving from Columbia Records to Arister and um as she was transitioning out and he just really respected her authenticity and he wanted to show her that 
he could do something with her, but she needed to go get out of the contract that she was in. Own your masters. That's the best thing that you could ever do. But it's like when she first came in, she was green. She only had Jeff that was telling her what to, what she could do. And he was doing the best that he knew for her. And they don't think about those types of things when they're signing, trying to sign the, the artist. But when you're older and you gain understanding of owning your masters, then you can transition with freely from one contract to the next because they don't own you. And um, moving from that, they tried to, to, when she was transitioning, they were trying to get her to stay. They tried with the first contract, they tried to say that she could get the piano. They ended up, they didn't end up giving her the piano for the, the first contract, but then the second contract, they tried to combat her between Clive and L.A. Reed, and she ended up going back with Clive as Clive was starting a new business venture with the J Records, and that was the best decision because he really nurtured her coming up through that process, and I just loved hearing how she talks about having gone through depression. She talks about um, those dark and lonely moments that she sat there and wrote conversations with God. And it's a beautiful experience of just listening to her and how she talks about how she created beats and melodies. And she didn't really have a formula for it. And for me as a creative and an artist, not so much musically, but artistically but I do write and I do hear music and I do delve in that realm it was a respectable moment to hear her talk about that and then next to hear her to, to talk about um, the process of becoming a musician and no longer having freedom walking down the street so on and so forth um, going to going from having your everyday life and then you're going to Grammys and stuff like that she won five awards in a row and the first Grammys that she went to was an amazing experience she talks about her her um, endeavors funds and things that she she believed in um then she also spoke of the processes for each of her albums and the thinking process that came behind it which is beautiful especially if you're if you're thinking about music or becoming an artist in any way shape or form this is a great book to listen to because it it walks you through the process of what it's like to be an artist in the studio what you go through mentally emotionally spiritually how you sometimes just need a break how the, the lifestyle of going from here to here and here to here and how um bustle and bustle can sometimes break a person down especially if you're going through a certain amount of stresses at the time and she talked about during her second album how when her grandmother got sick which was a beautiful experience to hear her talk about because she i felt parallels with that because when her mother got her grandmother got sick it reminded me of when my mother got sick and um how the guilt that you feel when you feel like you could have done something because the woman was still in the house and she's in a coma and how she felt like well had i noticed had i paid attention 
attention and I'm not listening and you know the things that we go through when we see the, the things that we could have done or thought we could have done to extend that person's time with us and we blame ourselves but how she went through the process of letting those things go um, and during that time she also learned how to say no to a lot of things I need this time I need two weeks off after a tour I need two weeks off um, to get myself together before my next project so on and so forth um, taking the time to say I need 15 minutes every hour 15 minutes every session at the end of every session block to, to recalibrate myself so that I know what I'm doing you need to ask that the, the, the power of saying no and taking control of your life. Um, when she had her children, Empire State of Mind, and how Jay-Z wanted her on that project, and how he fought for her to be a part of that project. How when she met her husband, it was a beautiful thing. How she talked about how they didn't like each other, or she didn't like him at first, that he warmed her up and how he did certain things and um the beauty of their relationship it was like a peace and you can hear it just as she's talking about their relationship and i pray that when i get into my next relationship i get that i have a beautiful relationship that i have peace within my relationship you want to go through ups and downs every marriage every relationship does but i want that kind love and caring and connection with a person and then she talked about the birth of her children she talked about her projects but the thing that really resonated with me is when she talked about it's funny when she talked about michelle obama and it's interesting that i've also heard michelle obama's book and it was these two are like sisters and they talk to each other like sisters and just hearing how they both dealt with growing up with the piano and all that and it was beautiful experience to listen to the two talk um and and michelle obama has a clip in the audio talking about uh being with alicia keys and going further it's just how she reflected on her life doing a concert in the same area around the corner from where she grew up and her bus stops and this that and the other when you come full circle and understanding that but most importantly the best part was the near the end when she started to speak about her worth and how she had not felt worthy and how she gained authenticity within herself gaining understanding of who she was and take doing the no makeup campaign it was more so for herself than anybody else but everybody grabbed onto it and she loved that and then understanding her own worth understanding when to say no understanding who she was and and how to speak uh boldly about things and these are the things that even i go through hearing this from a person that's already there and it's a continual journey even for her to continue to deal with those things it's a blessing to hear so i will always recommend alicia keys for myself if you haven't read it read it this is taj mccameron from afrocentric in the mix love faith peace and blessings
Until next time, bye-bye. different people, different women in this space of trying to evolve their lives. Maybe you're this woman. This is the somber woman. She has already had the other areas of her life. She went through college and dealt with that confusion. And just because she may have a lighter skin tone or the right tone, didn't mean that she didn't grow up in poverty because her mother may have been disowned because of relationships, decisions, so on and so forth, or maybe she didn't. She went through college. She found her life, but she had to make it for herself. She didn't want a handout only because she wanted to learn for herself. She would rather have been taught to fish than to have it handed to her on a silver platter she can so that she can help others she had relationships and even went through marriage had children but because of her strong desire for independence it may not have lasted because that marriage was stifling her true being so She's. this led to her end of her relationship she raised the kids she kept her head down and kept working until those kids are grown and now it's just her the kids are gone she's trying to reconnect with the enthusiasm she had when she first came out of college she jumped back in to connect with people Maybe she's connecting with people in their 20s, 30s, 40s and gaining understanding while giving wisdom in this new technological world. She wants to keep her finances in order, but she wants to learn how to use the finances she has in order to build a business now with her gifts and her passions. She isn't so much into the natural beauty or makeup because either way is just fine for her. She just desires to take care of her hair, skin, and nails. Even when she goes to put on makeup, it's going to be no more than a bit of lipstick and a light bit of foundation because she doesn't have time to spend two hours doing her makeup and dressing. She cares for herself and she carries herself in honor she desires to be in a community to have relationships with people that are intellectually on the same page as her if she finds love in the process she knows that she wants to be with someone that is going to direct her in the right direction or be in the same alignment with where she is going now 
because she's been a wife before and she would need someone that is prepared for where she is going now. Her spiritual center is going to be the church. She loves having that spiritual center and she believes that she's not going to force her belief system on her family but she's going to give them the information necessary for them to make the right decision but she's going to build the foundation that is what's necessary for her family maybe you're Deborah in the Bible you have that essence of you want to be that woman that is in the next phase of her life whether you have a partner don't have a partner but you want to make sure that before your life ends you are building a significant impact in the world in the outer courts in the way that the world is viewing you that before you leave this earth that you have made some type of impact and it doesn't matter either way if you find love or you don't but you're going to carry yourself in honor irregardless maybe this is you and if this is you stay tuned you may be interested in more of what we have this is Taj McCameron from Afrocentric in the Mix that is financially fashionable and just a little bit of faith much love faith peace and blessings to you bye bye